you always hear about basic bitches that love coffee, but you never hear about basic bitches having diabetes. Today, we talk about... So, uh, leading off with caffeine. Uh, again, all this comes from up to date, very raw bones. We just go through the summary and recommendations. And then if you have follow-up questions, we'll lead that into the next episode. Snoop Dogg triggered. Or is it more Nate Dogg triggered? Well, it's more Nate Dogg or I pay. What it is, what it is. Let's go. So, uh, caffeine, most consumed stimulant in the world. Uh, usually in the form of coffee and tea. Based on available data, there is insufficient evidence for promoting or discouraging coffee and or tea consumption in the daily diet. Insufficient evidence, meaning uh, we definitely don't recommend it, but we can't so much res- recommend against it. There's not really like some hard facts saying, uh, you know, don't do this. Uh, for the majority of healthy adults, consuming less than 400 milligrams of caffeine a day appears to be safe. And they give you a table. Let me see what shows on the table. So each... Serving size of coffee is eight. So how many, so you, you can't have, wait, no, that's the serving size in milliliters, but in milligrams of caffeine, that's 133 milligrams with a range of 102 to 200 milligrams of caffeine per cup of coffee. A cup of espresso, ooh, this is interesting. Espresso only has 40 milligrams of caffeine. So, hey, we just, everyone who wants espressos over coffee, coffee's got more uh, caffeine. But of course, an espresso shot, quote unquote, is 30 milliliters, whereas coffee is 235 milliliters. So actually, let me uh, let me correct for the size. Here. Let me just see how much of a size difference we're dealing with. We're going to do some live math here. So if, let me see if my uh, calculator skills hold up here. Um, so 235 gives you 103 milligrams well, actually, no. Let's find out what factor this is. So, 235 divided by 30. So, it's about an eighth of the size of a cup of coffee in an espresso shot. But 133 divided by 4. No, sorry. 133 divided by 40 equals 3.3. So, it's eight times smaller. I'm sorry. A uh, uh, Brewed coffee is eight times bigger of a volume but only three times more caffeine so maybe it is stronger per pound is that right why this is why i went into medicine and not mathematics bro uh but yeah i think i got that right well let's just see here uh 30 so if i were to drink uh i would need to drink eight times as many espressos to get to a cup of coffee but 40 times eight is 320. Oh, yeah, so way more. Okay, yeah, so espresso is uh, stronger than coffee. All right, I think we put that to rest. Sorry, that took a little bit longer than I wanted to. So we got that going for us. Now, let's go back. How do we go back? Uh, here we go. So uh, so four, uh, consuming less than 400 milligrams of coffee a day appears to be safe. So that would be, shit, I got to go back now, huh? So if, if on the upper range, if we're talking 200 milligrams in a cup of coffee, then we're talking you can have two cups a day and that appears, quote unquote, to be safe. Uh, versus if you go for the lower range of coffee, caffeine content, so probably your dark roasts over your light roasts, we're talking 102 gr- uh, milligrams. So basically four cups of coffee is what you're looking at. But either way, I guess I'm screwed if there's any ill effects because I have on average sometimes. I, I shouldn't say on average, but... I easily consume, especially at my peak, I was uh, consuming uh, 16 cups a day. So, I don't know. I feel fine. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Let's see. We'll skip all that. Consumption of caffeinated beverages is associated with some short-term benefits, including increased mental alertness, uh, yep, Uh, improvements in certain aspects of cognitive performance, okay, especially vigilance and reaction time. Believable and improved athletic performance. Interesting. You never hear about athletes consuming coffee before uh, athletic endeavors. Maybe that was Mike Tyson's uh, key. Not. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe someday we can get him on the podcast and ask him for sure. Uh, coffee in moderate doses mitigates many of the adverse adverse effects of sleep deprivation and jet lag on cognitive performance and mental alertness. Uh, basically saying it'll help, but it's not going to get rid of it, bro. I'm not going to tell you how, 
is there any worse feeling than the level of tired that coffee doesn't work for it? No, I mean, like it's you, you're that level of tired that you just cannot stay awake. You know, you're you can't get any more alert. Oh well. Uh, do, 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 do. Consumption of high levels of caffeine can be associated with short-term adverse effects, including headache, anxiety, tremors, insomnia, uh, depending on prior patterns of use. I mean, I guess that's sort of self-explanatory. Chronic users are less sensitive to adverse behavioral effects, basically meaning you get tolerance, I'm guessing. In the long, in the long term, caffeine is also associated with generalized anxiety disorder and substance abuse. Interesting. Although causality has not been established. All right, well, that was a freaking teaser, huh? So it may just be total bullshit, but uh, they're suggesting, hmm, maybe there's a link here, but I guess we'll uh, have it remain to be known. Possible long-term effects are dose-dependent. So caffeine is associated with a reduced risk of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, alcoholic cirrhosis, and gout. Interesting. Huh, I did not know that. Both caffeinated and decaffeinated coffee are also associated with a lower risk of diabetes. Now, that begs the question, do diabetic patients hate coffee much versus people that love coffee? Because you always hear about basic bitches that love coffee, but you never hear about basic bitches having diabetes. But there's got to be some kind of Venn diagram overlap there somewhere. Now, I mean, I'm curious now. Someone do that study, not me. I'm busy. Uh, although several studies have linked coffee consumption with increase or decrease in risk of various cancers definitive data is lacking see i hate when they say ish like this it's like why did you even say it then why did you even give me that whole lead up just to be like yo check out this dope rumor but uh by the way it's just a rumor it's like what come on son uh ed lover trigger uh heavy coffee intake may trigger coronary and arrhythmic events in susceptible individuals individuals aka you're gonna get hurt problems uh, although coffee intakes is not considered a long-term risk factor for uh, heart disease. Huh. Uh, so, like, if if you were to, like, sit down and just, like, pop a fuck ton of coffee, caffeine pills and, and chug, chug a bunch of uh, Red Bull and, and uh, monster drinks and all that ish, maybe you could induce a heart attack if someone comes up behind you and scares you with this face. Am I right? <laughs> no. I'm beautiful. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Majority of studies show, uh, here we go. Majority of studies show that there may be a modest inverse relationship between coffee consumption and all-cause mortality. Ooh, fascinating. Modest inverse relationship, meaning there's a possible, maybe sort of, eh, link between people who drink OD amounts of, not OD, moderate amounts of coffee. Well, it doesn't really clarify how much, but long story short if you drink coffee your risk of death is lower it's suggested i wouldn't put money on it but it's suggested although the existence of caffeine dependence and abuse are controversial caffeine withdrawal is a well-documented clinical syndrome so you can't really be addicted to coffee so shut the fuck up psl bitches get it pumpkin spice latte i love those too i'm a basic bitch in the uh, in the fall every year trust me uh, with headaches being the most common symptom. Got it. So, yeah, that's caffeine in a nutshell, baby. Not a lot more to it. Not that we really should. I mean, they have a, this entire cancer section on this ish, which I really don't understand. Um, let's see. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm curious now if, if with the cirrhosis, because that's more my world, because, uh, you know, I, I do liver disease and I see a lot of uh, cirrhotic patients. I, maybe I'm just going to start asking them in the office, like, yo, you fuck with coffee, bro? What you think? Because I don't know if, like, it would be hilarious to me if cirrhotic patients got, uh, drank so much alcohol and became cirrhotic only because they didn't have something else to sip on, like a coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or that people that drink coffee are just so full from the coffee they just don't have any room for uh, uh, alcohol. But then you'd be like, yo, what about those people that put Baileys in their coffee? It's like, all right, well, actually, now that's that's something. I got I to gotta ask some of my fellow comedians how to make this funny. Like, <laughs> how hilarious would it be if, like, the foolproof way to drink alcohol and not get 
cirrhosis is to put Bailey's in your coffee and that's the only kind of drink you can make. You just walk around with like a, a Starbucks cup everywhere, just Bailey's in it all day, every day, just dumping mad coffee in there. That'd be something. There's got to be a way to make that funny. I'm just not there yet. Nah, man. Hey. So, um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's for, that's it for the medical topic. Um, this has been Medicine Made Easy with Dr. Azizi. Let's move on to the next topic. So, um, let's see. Next topic, we are going to go into uh, the history of Sakai. So, Bop, I've got right here for you. I've got the uh, Sakai LDV waffles. And I did an unboxing dedicated video for these and the blazers. I actually prefer the blazers to these. Um, and I prefer this colorway to the blue colorway. I've, although I feel like that one's uh, selling for uh, much uh, better on the resale market. But it is. What it is. Uh, but these are just gorgeous, man. I mean, come on, son. Here's a thumbnail for those watching on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I figured, you know, I always I always like to get into the history of these issues, and this is a, a popular one. I know a few people have already beat me to the punch. I've just been like so burnt out from all this other stuff I'm doing. I should have I prioritized this video, and I had full intention to, but then all this other issue came up, but y'all don't want to hear about that. Let's get into the history, baby. So uh, let's read out some facts. It was founded in 1999 by young mother Chitos, Chitose Abe, I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong. Um, mad Americans are going to pronounce that Chitos Abe, but it's not Chitos Abe. It's Chitos or Chitose Abe. That's my best guess. Uh, Japanese clothing brand Sakai had established itself as one of fashion's cult heroes over recent years, following eight years working at Comme des Garçons, also known popularly with the kids as CDG. Uh First as a pattern maker and later for Junya Watanabe. Uh, I forget what uh, brand that was with, although I feel like, if I remember correctly, they met at CDG, but I could be wrong about that. And, I, and we may uh, talk about that more later in the uh, in the story here. So let's keep moving here. Uh, so Abe initially created the brand after becoming tired of the sartorial restrictions of new motherhood. Uh, and what basically meaning the sartorial meaning like the, the world of tailoring and fashion and, and clothing to put it loosely. I know fashion nistas are going to probably come after me for that uh, very loose definition, but it is what it is. And so she was under the direction and support of Ray Kawakubo. And with that support, the, the, the label flourished and they had their first runway show in 2011 and they've accrued over 175 international retailers, which is wild. This brand is less than a decade old. And for a fashion brand, especially in the post-2000 era, I feel like this is unheard of. So you got to know they know what they're doing. Uh, both the clothing itself and the philosophy behind it hold a distinct message of female strength, but without the overtly masculine aesthetic that is often considered in integral for successful women, which uh, I'm going to have to read that again because I feel like I have to simplify that even just for myself. Huh. Okay, so basically saying they want to, because she is a woman, and this is perfect for like the whole woman uh, empowerment movement and just basically being yourself, man. Like it's not a, it's not a man's world and you got to just find your place in it and adapt. It's more like, no, nah, I'm a woman and I'm going to find a way to be so awesomely womanly that it's undeniable and men are even gravitated to it, which I think is dope. Uh, all, all without having to appeal to male sensibilities, being yourself and being an authentic self that is a form that really draws in a male audience. The same way women are drawn into male type things like sneakers, um, you know, men only colorway sneakers or uh, certain clothing articles like Supreme doesn't make any clothes for women, but women still wear Supreme. Why? You know, it's not made for them. But, I mean, so this is kind of a similar um, way of approaching it where you're like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a woman, I'm designing as a woman, but I'm designing something bigger than me slash women where like even men can look at this or non-gender fluid binary something, something, whatever the appropriate term is, can look at this and be like, yo, I just think this is dope. I'm not even thinking about gender right now. I think that's what they're going for here. Um Abe herself proclaims, I think our creations attract women who want to feel empowered by clothes, but still don't feel the need to wear a power suit. So it's like, you don't want to have to just wear a suit to feel taken seriously by men. 
Um, and you don't want to just, eh, I feel like I'm talking too much. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So she says, I make clothes as a business, not as an artist, which I think is very integral to her success as we'll uh, get into in a second. It is this determined focus on success teamed with an innate aptitude for understanding what women want that has resulted in such resounding international success. And I agree, man, you cannot just be out here doing ish for yourself. Uh, selling out has a very bad rap. And as it should in certain contexts, but in other contexts, it needs to be celebrated because you're bringing to market, quote unquote, something that people want. You want to bring something people want. And ideally, that thing that people want is something genuine and authentic from you and something that you enjoyed bringing to them. And that's the happiest place to be in in the world. An artist puts out music that they love. People love the music and it goes round and round a big old cycle. Hangover triggered. Uh, let's see. All right, so going off of that uh, last statement, how she makes clothes as a business and not as an artist, and she probably, if I may paraphrase for her, she probably meant not just as an artist, because it is art. Let's not get it twisted, right? Uh, but she says, this is, uh, but I say this is cool because it shows that being a good business means serving a need. I mean, this is basically what I just said, but I wrote it down, so I'm just going to read it. Serving people, not just yourself. And business gets a bad rap as just something you do to make money. But in its true form, doing good business is doing good and desirable work. With that said, it's not a surprise that her Nike collab has had not too much backlash as far as, ew, these are ugly. And then later you come to appreciate them. Instead, I've heard nothing but good things about these and how much people like them. And think about it. Like there was, I mean, I'm sure there's a handful of people that are looking at this sneaker as I hold it up for the camera, for those uh, just listening. Um, and you're looking at this. Some people out there are looking at this like, that's gross, right? But I'll be honest with you. I've seen a lot more hate for Yeezys that first debuted as far as like new silhouettes. I've seen some hate for um, uh, a lot of various models across many brands that uh, just wasn't well received initially, but then it grew on people over time, especially once things calm down. You get some time to see it on people's feet. You get some time to see it digested in the market. You see some offshoots that come off. Um, later on uh but this shoe you were hearing nothing but good i i was hearing majority good things about this from uh, the jump so uh that's been kind of cool and i think that lends itself to her work and her work style and her work ethos which is yo i want to bring something to market as a business this is for real this is not just me flexing like hey, i like this thing if you don't like it scream yeah it's not like that she actually genuinely wants you to enjoy it and Good, good on her, man. We, I, I enjoy it, I, and I think everyone else that's bought a pair enjoys them. Uh, and she learned this lesson actually while she was at CDG, Comme Garçon, which actually, for those that don't know, that, that's also a Japanese-based brand, even though it sounds French as fuck. Uh, the fact that, uh, so she says, the fact that I am both designer and president is the single most important reason why Sakai can remain free. And this is also important because she doesn't have to appease uh, bean counters, accountants, suits, uh, a corporate money interest because corporates, a corporation's job, a business, a pure business's job is to purely bring in monies. That's that's it. Uh, Mauricia triggered, but this, on the other hand, when she owns the business and and runs the show on her own, that allows her the uh, freedom to be able to come up with something like this. Because who else would really commission this? And there's a countless stories of sneakers that either had a hard time coming to market or just never did come to market because no one wanted to greenlight them from the corporate side. Because at the end of the day, if they own the business, they own the decisions. Sawi, let's keep moving. So. Let's go back to, um, you know, uh, Chitose's uh, youth. Um, she was born Chitose Sakai. So th the name of the brand is actually her maiden name. So there's that. And she was born in a city called Gifu, unless it's Gifu, G-I-F-U, just north of Naga Nagoya. Uh, and her mother was a seamstress. So that's where she encountered fashion, obviously, textiles from a very young age. Uh, and she grew up in a remote part of Jap uh, Japan where apparently her commute to school was two hours every day. Holy shit. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Uh, if I may. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so uh, let's keep moving here. We have, uh, let's see. Oh, this is this was another key thing about her uh, characteristics. She really hates looking the same as someone else. So 
I guess around the time that she was growing up, bell bottoms were bell bottoms were a big thing. The the jeans that kind of like look like friggin' lamps at the bottom, so weird to me. Uh, they were a big thing in elementary school, and she thought they were really boring. So she had her mom kind of tapering the legs to make them slimmer, which is hilarious because I'm learning about her now when slim is in, not bell bottom. So just think about how, especially at that age, to have that kind of wherewithal to like think bigger and think outside of yourself and think different. Apple trigger. Um, that's amazing, man. That just makes me like her so much more. Uh, although I'm not one of those people. I'm definitely one of those guys that likes to go with the flow, likes to go with the crowd, indulges in pop culture, likes to likes to be liked. So I, I want to be included and, and similar to people. But at the same time, I mean, I have my own individuality. individuality. I am a goblin, you know what I mean? I, I'm uh, quite different than anyone I've ever met. So, you know, it all kind of ties in together, you know? Uh, she cites seeing a commercial for Issey Miyake. Love their cologne, by the way. So she, she remembers seeing a commercial for uh, Issey Miyake on TV, and it was at that moment she realized that fashion designer was even like a possible career path. So she was like, damn, son, where'd you find this? And uh, that's what she pursued. So uh, back in 2015, Nike Lab and Sakai actually had their first collab. Uh, actually, prior to that, they had a Nike Dunk, I find out. So they had a Nike Dunk series, and then they also had a Air Max 90 series, but this was women's only. And they're kind of cool looking. Um... But, uh, yeah, man, the uh, Sakai Dunks and the Sakai uh, uh, Air Max 90s. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And here we are now with these. So, actually, let me fast forward to the uh, Sakai uh, Nike design, which, um, actually, I probably should have prepared a little bit uh, sooner. Sorry about that, folks. I just, I just picked this topic to do now because I feel like the more I put it off, uh, the worse it's going to get. So let's just get it done. I'm um, just going to go. I think uh, the best place I saw this was um, on uh, Nike's uh, sneakers app. So uh, they basically said, in collaboration with Japanese high fashion label Sakai, two iconic Nike shoes were fused together for a hybrid double-themed design. This special edition silhouette combines the Waffle Daybreak, which uh, Nike's been putting out a bunch of GR-type colorways now, uh, along with the LDV. And it features double tongs, shoelaces, swooshes, co-branded Nike Sakai logos, dado, dado, day. Super, super dope, man. And as for the blazers, uh, the blazers are uh, a combination of the Nike Dunk and the Nike Blazer. So, again, same kind of thing. I didn't bring the blazers with me, but I'll pop in some pictures if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and then, yeah, the other special thing is the waffle sole, as you can see here. So uh, the waffle sole is uh, interesting because it's really at the core of Nike's roots. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of a very keen history to Nike comes from that waffle sole because Bill Bowerman, the uh, one of the founders of Nike, along with uh, Phil Knight, uh, track and field coach at University of Oregon, and to try and help his athletes out, he wanted to create them a better traction uh track shoe so he took his wife's um, waffle iron and actually used it to create the new traction pad and it's very similar to what you still see on these old school uh, nike retros so uh that's kind of the amazing story behind the waffle so and you see still see inspirations of that to this day in a lot of nike products so that's kind of cute and so uh yeah man, i really love the the double themed design uh or yeah, the double swoosh, you get, um, you know, the double uh, laces, like they say, which I'm a big fan of. I, I know some people say they're not, but I love that they have the, uh, um, what do you call it, the laces with a little bit of touch of gray, a little touch of white. Uh, the the tongues go in uh, one Nike sportswear, the one behind is saying Nike Sakai. The Nike and Sakai logos on the insole, um, along with, um, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, on the on the heel, you get the Nike and Sakai kind of overlapping there. And this color combination is kind of interesting because you don't really see this too often. This uh, green, especially this limey type green with this mustardy type or, uh, yellow with uh, a very standard orange and then that black to kind of give that subtlest shift of bops towards the... Um, uh, towards the middle of the shoe, essentially. And what I do like about this black is it allows you to just pretty much keep the simple fit with a lot of black in it and have the shoes be the focus, which is kind of cool. But then you can kind of make shit really bop if you have like a little bit of um, orange to use or a little bit of green. Like the, the combinations are endless with this. And the, the blue red pair is dope too for that reason. And I feel like a lot more wearable to a lot of people, which I totally understand. It just didn't draw me in as much as this one. This one just looked wild, bro. So, um, 
there you go. That's the history of Sakai in a nutshell. High piece history triggered. Um, trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to comment on with that shoe, but uh, but yeah, I think it's going to do very well in the resale market. At least it better. I freaking bought a few pairs uh, with the hopes of selling them, so I can uh, pay for this thing for free. Not me. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions about Sakai. I'll see if I can uh, find more information for you, or alternatively, give me the information. Put some more uh, information in the comments, and I'd love to read them. And I'm sure other people would love to read them. Just to I get a better sense of, you know, more little tidbits about Sakai that I don't know. I always love when you guys reach out and uh, say um, various little factoids that I either didn't know or, or forgot about and, and got a little reminder about. So that's always cool and appreciated, Mike. Uh, all right. And that was the sneaker history segment. We'll catch you on the following segment where we'll be talking about sneaker releases. So. Now, uh, sneaker release time. So a lot of you guys suggested from the last video, which I uh, totally appreciate, by the way, uh, you guys suggested uh, sneaker news, but that's what I was using last time. So uh, this time I'm going to try, uh, I guess Goat has a good uh, release calendar. So why don't we try Goat? And actually, I can do it on mobile, so I don't even need the, <coughs> the laptop for this. So let's go. Ash, got it. So I'm going to go to the release calendar here, and let's see, we can browse by, oh, the calendar, okay. So anything catch my eye off of the rip? A lot of meh coming out. Although I really want to know, are, are those blue MCA Air Force Ones uh, coming out like with an additional release, or did we get what we got? Because no one even really announced a release. I know Empty Gallery announced their raffle, but that I didn't... Even get an email saying I, I didn't win. Not that I want that kind of information, but you know. And um, and nowhere and every other place I've seen them listed has just been raffles for like other Instagram accounts. I don't see any like official release ish. I see a bunch of new colorways coming for the uh, Sakai LDV waffle. A lot of people are excited for that black and white one, which, which is kind of cool. I even like the other one with like a little bit of tulip pinkishness with some orange and yellow bops to them. Super cool. Uh, really not feeling a lot of these other crazy things. EQT Gazelle Air Max 200. That's a thing. Uh, <laughs> when did this become a thing? This is news to me, Mike. This is news to me. Don issue number one, Symbiote Spider-Man. Now that's something crazy. Got the Air Max 270 Reacts, which I'm really not a huge fan of because you're really just combining two uh, separate monumental releases for Nike in recent memory just smashing them together, and it doesn't really look all that meh to me. Not a big Kyrie fan, so I'm really not feeling any of these Kyries. Again, some fire Jordan 1s coming out, like this Obsidian Retro High OG. Looks cool, but it's just like, meh, you know, I'm just kind of over this whole Jordan 1. But, I, again, I'm like a not a purist collector, but, like, I I prefer the um, uh, the OG colorways, you know, the ones that Jordan actually wore, the ones that were actually released in 1985, Nami. Got the bread... Uh, Jordan 11 uh, retro coming out later this year. I'm good with the pair I have from 2012. Uh, and I'm glad I got one back from that classic era of when 11s really got their prominence, when they came with that, like, slide-out, clear, like, X1 uh, in, insert into the box and ish. I think that's super cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that's all I got to say on these uh, on these releases coming uh coming soon and then i guess every week we don't even have to make it like a especially because i can can't ever predict when i'm gonna uh, do one of these videos or when it's actually going to be available to you guys or if you're just listening on audio but um you know uh, the flip side of that is depending on the timeline it's like we were just talking just a tiny bit about these uh, jordan 11 2019 breads um you know that's not coming out till freaking december so if you're listening between any time now and december you're good you know what i mean so and it doesn't hurt to like go over other Sneaker releases. Like, someone asked me recently about these Keith Haring Rivalry High pop arts. They look cool, man, but I just bring back the Rivalry Highs. Although sometimes I feel like it's a little teaser when they start having uh, collaborators and other artists work on a model that you haven't seen drop in a long time, uh, and they're putting their spin on it. I feel like that's just like a little hint, like, yo, we're, we're putting some buzz out there for these brands and these collaborators so that you can pay attention to these shoes. And then now that you kind of want them or like the hype beasts really want them, now we're going to drop the GR shits with the OG colorways, which is more my lane. And if they do that, then I definitely pick them up. You know what I mean? So I would love to get a rivalry. I, I don't feel like there's enough high top Adidas's. Nah, man, give me some. But anyway, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the sneaker release calendar. So let's roll that in. Uh, yeah, that's the sneaker release calendar. 
See us next for the sports topic. Lakers, baby. So, Lakers. Lakers. I don't know the name of that uh, Lakers announcer, but uh, Chick Hearn uh, triggered slash RIP. You know what I mean? Lakers. Wake up and talk about the Lakers. <laughs> All right. So, uh, LeBron James uh, got his AD teammate since the last time I made this video. We uh, we mentioned how, or I was hopeful Kawhi was going to come to the Lakers, but I was surprised, just like I'm sure everyone else was, except the Clippers, I guess, that uh, he was going to the Clippers. And let alone that, he's going with Paul George, man. PJ-13. So uh, that's going to be weird, but I think it's going to be fun for the NBA. It's going to be a fun little rivalry. Or little rivalry. They're going to play each other twice. So that's cool. And uh, I still think the Lakers are stacked, man. They, I shouldn't say stacked, but like they got a solid team. You got Rajon Rondo, who works great with AD. We already know that. Uh, was doing great with the Lakers from what I remember watching, you know, before I gave up on him after, uh, uh, you know, LeBron's injury. And yeah, I said gave up on him. Fuck out of here, man. You think I'm going to watch a sorry bunch of, you know, kids trying to like not win? That's just like, you know how much other ish I got to do? Not me. So, and we've talked about this uh, before. And if you watch my uh, stand up very closely, I, I have a, what I think is a pretty decent fair weather fan joke. I got to work on it a little bit, but maybe I'll bust it out again uh, Monday. Uh, try some new ish for it. I don't know. But uh, where was I going with that? Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think Rajan's a great pick, uh, bring back. I think uh, Danny Green, that's a shooter. LeBron needs shooters. Uh, and then there was someone else they picked up that was, I thought, a decent pickup. It was a one. Oh, uh, JaVale McGee's back, another big man. And then also Boogie, Cousins, baby. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a solid group that could pull something off, especially because Golden State's three shooting power is out of question for this year, especially with the clay injury and, um, and obviously KD being gone. So Steph can't do it alone. Um, and then you got a spread of talent across everywhere. Even Kawhi, you know, is going to be unproven with that Clippers young squad, although they, they, they're showing signs. And, uh, you know, LeBron still LeBron. So LeBron and AD was already like an amazing combination. You throw in some three-point shooters and a lot of big boys. That's a lot of big boys. All right? It's a lot of big boys. And those big boys is going to be uh, something to fuck with. All right? So uh, Wu-Tang triggered. <laughs> and uh yeah man it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch for sure so I'm, I'm and i'm glad it all happened now instead of at the trade deadline so that we can really get a sense for how this lakers team is going to develop but enough about the lakers I, I did want to briefly talk about uh someone brought up the topic of lebron versus uh jordan and honestly i'm just getting really sick and tired of people Oh, man, I feel like this needs to be its own separate uh, topic again because I really want to bring this up uh, as its own thing. But um, maybe for YouTube, we'll just split it up into two different um, clips. Um, but, yeah. So, let's do that. LeBron versus Jordan. This debate needs to stop. Across the board for athletics, not just LeBron and Kobe and all that ish, all right? Uh, I'm just sick and tired of us begging to compare players, especially across sports, let alone within the same sport. Are you fucking stupid? Think about this, all right? I'm a doctor, all right? I come from a science and math background. You know what we learned? Similar to what a lot of you learned back in school, not having to go as far into it as I did in school, but like there was a level of school where you learned something called the scientific method, all right? And for those that don't know, that means if you want to study something and not so much prove something, but like set up a good case for something being true, potentially true you got to run an experiment and in that experiment you got to control for variables meaning you can't be like yo um every thursday um we do good at the in in the uh in the tennis matches well maybe you did good because the sun was beating harder that thursday versus the next thursday so like you can't just be thursdays like if you had the same exact temperature every thursday the same exact amount of sunlight the same uh, weather, the same, you get what I'm saying? Like you got to account for all these factors. So if, if more than one factor is not the same across two things you're comparing, you can no longer make that comparison, uh, strongly or with a lot of confidence, unless you bullshit really good, in which case you get away with everything. And that's what these talking heads are. They're just like spewing nonsense and we just buy it up because it sounds sexy. Now, uh, perfect example Let's start with LeBron versus Jordan. 
We can do this with Kobe versus LeBron, Kobe versus Jordan. Doesn't matter. Pick two players. Anyone. The only way you could properly compare these two pair, uh, these two players or any two players in the most accurate of ways is if somehow you were able to pluck that player out, put in the other player, and put that player on the other team and literally have them go through the same thing, the same season, the same um, uh, teammates, the same opponents, the same timing of year that they're playing those opponents, all these things, which is literally impossible, right? And on top of that, it's like people are trying to compare players over different eras, bro, different rules, different uh, talent levels to their competition, um, even a different coach, for God's sakes. Like, you may have a player that does so well under one coach, but not another. And the argument for that is, uh, the counter argument for that is, uh, oh, well, uh, you know, a transcendent player can, um, uh, what do you call it? A transcendent player can uh, play for any coach. And it's just like, yeah, but think about the player that could have blossomed under the perfect coach, right? And I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. Bottom line is, cut the shit. Let's just cut the shit, man. Why are we comparing these players for no reason? Someone told me the reason is because it's fun. Stop taking the fun out of it. I mean, there's so many other things to talk about with sports. Why can't we enjoy LeBron? Why can't we also enjoy Kobe? And why can't we also enjoy Jowden? Not saying like, why are we fucking going out of our way to like create conflict just to like, there's so many other things. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being stupid. You let me know. You let me know. Give me a comment. Give me a shout out. Slide into my DMs and hit me with them truth bombs of how you feel. All right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm obviously biased to Kobe because I'm a Lakers fan, but I mean, I appreciate LeBron. LeBron's a Laker now too. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm definitely mature enough to know that like I can like LeBron without, while also loving Kobe, you know what I mean? They get they have different styles of play. They came from different eras, different teammates, different circumstances, even just like dealing with social media. Who knows what we think of Jordan if he came up in the social media era? Jesus. Plus his fashion sense. Holy shit, we'd be clowning that. We might even deduct some Hall of Fame points for that. Am I right? But I'm actually glad I, uh, I brought that up because I love Jordan's style. And I think he should never change that because that's Jordan's style. That's dope. He didn't change once, which is kind of cool. Know what I mean? It's kind of cool. He still dresses like that to this day. There's something to be said about that. Something to be said about doubling down on your ish. Know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that topic. I hope I put that to rest. And uh, I guess we will end this now by going into uh, the Q&A. Right? Did I skip a topic? I don't think so. Let me double check my notes here. Not that I took any for this one, but I definitely took notes on the last podcast. And... Yeah, we are at the Q&A section, so I'm going to fire up both the um, IG and the YouTube Live. Why not, right? Although I kind of don't want to load up YouTube Live because I don't want to lose the audio from this. But would I really lose it? Probably not, right? Hey, you know what? It doesn't hurt to try. Worst case scenario, we get some shitty audio for the uh, Q&A section. How about that? So let's go to live. And what can I talk about to entertain you folks while I load this live up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's create the title. We'll say live Q&A. This will be live Q&A. And we'll label this today's date, which is, which I probably should mention to you guys as I'm recording this, so you get a rough sense of what time I'm coming to you guys from, at least from my standpoint. So, as far as you guys are concerned, this is July 6th. I will label it as such. It's not private. This will be public. More options. Uh, we're going to do the FaceTime. We're going to do not that one. You're actually going to use the Roadcaster as the mic. And we're going to allow chat. We're going to... Mm, enable monetization. Not that I'm getting paid off of this-ish. And we're going live. And actually, I should load up the Instagram as well while we do this. Um, nope, that's oh, that was just for the photo. So I'm going to load these up at the same time. But let me make sure everything's all set to go. Let's see. Let's go live here. And I feel like I need to just lean this up so this is more comfortable for y'all. Although I feel like if I. 
Whoops. I turn it around. All right, so we got that going live. I'm going to retake this photo. Can I redo that, please? Yep. Where's the button to do that? Actually, fuck it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Oh, wait. I can um, retake it, so. That's good enough. Am I right or am I right? So let's go live. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. So I know Instagram is now live. Can we go live with the damn... I think we are live. Live from Iowa. It's it's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back. This is the live portion of the stream. Welcome to the first folks. Jeff Moe, D-minus, and two others. Study with them. Ben RN10. The They call me... K guy, yo Kyle, Carrasco crew, Brendan Sprinting, Ayo, D minus. Who else we got in here? We got Sebastian, Fig Newton. Uh, let me get rid of these notifications. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, this is going to be the uh, live section of the podcast. So this is, I forget again what episode we're on. We're on episode day to day. But um, good afternoon. It is what it is. And uh, this is the part of the video where you guys uh, give me questions and I answer them. So uh, just to give you a clue, because uh, you guys are seeing this live, but this will be edited down later. Um, there will be a section uh, I, today. We just today we discussed uh, the topic of caffeine as the medical topic for sneaker history. We discussed the LDV waffle in the OG uh, colorway of uh, lime green. And then we also did, uh, actually, maybe I'll just leave this here for those of y'all to see. And then we did, what else did we talk about? Then we led that into sneaker releases where we talked about a few upcoming uh, sneaker releases. And then we tailed that into a sports discussion uh, where I talked about the a Lakers update. Maybe we'll do like a, a, a standard Lakers update now that they're actually relevant. Maybe I'll just consistently talk about the Lakers. How about that? That's actually not a bad idea. I'm glad I came up with that. Hey, yo. And then uh, I rolled that into a question that one of you guys gave me last week, which was uh, Jordan versus LeBron. So I kind of went into that a little bit. So here we are. We're caught up. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Let's see. Question. What is the biggest poop impaction you had to surgically remove? Uh, burning curiosity. Luckily, I have never had to disimpact someone manually. Uh, I've seen it. I was getting ready to take someone to the operating room to have that done. Uh, but magically, as I walked away, they called me right back and said, yo, false alarm. They just shit their brains out. They're good. So you're good. And I was like, phew. So that was cool. Um, let's see. It's probably going to be easier for me to see questions on the YouTube side, even though I have the lives going concurrently, Instagram and YouTube. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, this is all a, uh, a format in progress. So we'll see. Sneaker-wise, what would you like to see come out? Collaboration, OG colorway, et cetera, whatever you want to see. What do I want to see? I want to see um, the Jordan 7 Raptors, especially what a perfect time to have dropped them. That would have been now. Fuck. But that would have been cool because I still need a Jordan 7 to complete my Jordan collection. Uh, so I'll say that. Any love for the new SB Costin Jordan 1? Uh, they're cool. They're cool. But uh, I'm not a big SB guy, you know. I, I, I love the classic SBs, but as far as, like, getting back into the, quote, SB hype, just can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, Reigns for the grape. Uh, what's your most comfortable shoe? That's a tough question. Someone else asked me that. But there's a short list, man. There's a bunch of boost models. The EQT9317 is super comfy. Uh, but a bunch of Ultra Boosts are comfy. Uh, a few of my Air Max models are comfy. Some Yeezys are comfy. There's a wide range of comfortable shoes I got. My favorite brand of sneaker? Ooh, that's tough. Because uh, I do want to say Nike, just because I, I have the most selection with Nike, which is always appreciated. Favorite decade for shoes? That's an interesting question. I like that question. Uh, favorite decade for shoes um, is it's got to be the 90s right that's when all the classics hit right all the classic jordans and shit although you can make an argument for the 2010 era onwards because that's when we got a lot of great yeezys but i don't know jordan seemed to be uh, aging much better uh, someone said why i'm in new york versus iowa all the time it's because i work in iowa and i live in new york although technically i'm working in iowa uh, in new york too doing all this 
YouTube stuff, comedy stuff. So pretty much working all over the place. And uh, it's been kind of cool, but it's a little uh, little annoying sometimes. But what are you going to do? And what else did I want to say along that topic? I wanted to say that, uh, um, yeah, it's a little annoying, but it is what it is. And, oh, I was going to say I have a dedicated um, – video on why i work in iowa and live in new york if you want to check my youtube just uh, search that or go into my q a playlist and you'll find it there uh what do you think about colon hydrotherapy is it a yay or nay i have never heard of colon hydrotherapy is that a colonic if it's a colonic i feel like that's i see i should make that the medical topic next week i should probably write that down because i feel like a lot of people are curious about that so i'm gonna it's a great question i'm gonna write that down for next week if i can find Something to write it on. I'll write it down right here. Colonics, because I think that's what you're referring to. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What other questions we got here? Um, off top, off the top of your head, what is the cheapest Yeezy 350? Honestly, I have no idea. My guess would be whatever's the most recent one is usually the cheapest because they just mass produce them although from what i've heard the uh relatively newer ones are they're kind of limiting sort of kind of maybe uh, uh, so i don't really know uh, i haven't been following the 350 model very much like you got to blow me away with a 350 if you want me to buy one of them shiz how did you come up with your hairstyle i just let it grow and then i just figured it out i don't it's a different style depending on how many days i've gone without shampooing it how many days i've gone without uh gelling it how many days i've gone without putting like Whatever in it, uh, how many days since a haircut? So it really just changes uh, all over the place. Um, how comfortable are the Airspans and Air Skyline 2s? I just bought them. Yeah, I, I like them. I think they're super comfy. Not, I wouldn't say my most comfortable, but I've only worn them a handful of times, so I can't really tell you. Best advice for pre-meds. Again, check out my uh, Q&A playlist and my medicine playlist on YouTube. I do a lot of answering of these kinds of questions. I feel like that's a little longer of a question for today. Um but my advice is uh, bust that ass, baby. Bust that ass now so you don't have to bust as much ass later. That's kind of the uh, the big picture there. Uh, who is your favorite comedian? Uh, I got to say Patrice O'Neill. Unless you're saying favorite live comedian, probably probably Andrew Schultz. Although it's so close. There's so many like good up-and-coming guys that are not exactly up-and-coming. They're like pretty established, but they're like they're not getting their shine yet. Tim Dillon, Mark Norman. These are all great comics, you know. Giannis Pappas. Holy shit. I feel like that guy's super underrated, but... What are What sneakers do you get the most compliments on from non-sneakerheads? Uh, the BBC Pharrell uh, NMDs definitely were a huge hit. The uh, Heart and Mind collab with the pink and blue stripe, uh, navy and uh, pink stripes. Um, how come you didn't secure ZO2s or MB1s? <laughs> BBB triggered. B. Yo. Yeah, no. Nah, fuck that shit. And I'm glad I skipped that ish. Sometimes you'd Take the L, but it's really a W, let me tell you. Yeah, George Collin, also a fucking classic. I mean, there's so many great comedians to name. It's like you can't just pick one, you know what I mean? Plus, they all have different – we just talked about this on the sports topic when someone asked me about um, uh, LeBron versus Jordan. It's like you just can't compare these guys, man. They're different players. Appreciate both of them, Now, nah, man. Uh, let's see. Today, we talk about – it's some new age treatment it's terrible and comfortable but some people like it i guess the hydrotherapy yeah i'll look into it and get back to it. i'm guessing that's what a colonic is but whatever uh tom Sachs 2.0 extremely comfortable you buy your shoes at walmart that's all good it would be fun if you were walmart shoes for a day and tell us how much they suck <laughs> i don't think that's necessary uh what 90 sneaker do you want to retro that hasn't yet i, I like i said the uh the jordan 7 raptors I, I still need a pair of raptors now i mean what's your opinion on the betsy ross flag air max holy shit this should have been the topic i don't know why i didn't talk about this earlier fuck dude who cares who cares? It's an ugly colorway. I didn't want it to begin with. And then all this news came out about it afterwards. And out of respect for people who have an issue with it, fine. But did people really have an issue with it? I didn't know who the fuck Betsy Ross was. Do any black people know what who, who Betsy Ross was and all that shit? I kind of feel like it's a dual argument because on one hand you got... It's kind of like the NFL kneeling argument. It's like, all right, yeah, we're kneeling to protest for police brutality but then other people are like, yo, stand up. It's the, that's the American flag, and you got to be patriotic, which are totally two separate fucking topics, you know, and you're, like, pitting them against each other. So, like, on one end, you have this 
revolutionary flag. From what I understand, I haven't done that much homework on it, but you got this revolutionary flag. And then it is from an era of slavery. So because of that, we're not going to support it, which I get the argument, but I also don't get the argument because it's like, why did we have to bring slavery into it? But then again, I'm not black. So maybe all day, every day, if I'm thinking about an era where slavery existed, it's going to trigger me to think about it. And maybe that's too triggering. I don't know. You guys sound off. Let me know. Because I, I don't, I can't relate to that. I don't give a shit about the American Revolution. Well, I guess I should give a shit about the American Revolution. Because I want to be here probably doing this without it. Who knows, right? But hey, yo. Uh, Think about selling tailored scrubs. I uh, Man, I've been so busy with all this ish. I have not been able to think about tailored scrubs at all. Uh, but I, um, but I, uh, what do you call it? Uh, definitely want to get back to that. And I'm, I'm making some headway on the merch type stuff. I'm excited to do all that. And I'm, I'm getting very, 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 very close. I've got a lot of things set up to finally get the podcast, the podcast published out onto podcast apps. So we're slowly but surely making that happen. I promise July, I want to stick to that promise. Uh, let's see. Do I buy from sites other than StockX or Goat very often? Not very often, but I recently bought a pair from eBay and I'm regretting it because it's been a fucking headache all day. It's a fucking piece of shit seller. Super annoying, super garbage seller, and I can't wait to get these shoes back to him, but he's making me jump through like 8,000 loops for it. So that's great. Fuck eBay sometimes, you know? Do you have a pet? I do not have a pet. I love animals. I just hate that they shed everywhere and that they shit everywhere and you got to take care of them and stuff, and they can't go to college later to get a nice job to like pay for you when you're old and sick and need someone to wipe your butt. Know what I mean? Uh, caught me on the live. Keep grinding. Hey, thanks, Dave. Uh, you a fan of golf for Tyler, the creator? I'm a big fan of Tyler, the creator, period, and what he does. The golf line, I haven't been very drawn to, but I feel like I should be. Like, they're, they're nice-looking shoes. Uh, any resources for a sneaker newbie to get started? Ooh, man, Google. <laughs> Go to Google. Soul Collector, Complex, a uh, ton of the sneaker knowledge I've learned is from those sources. And you're really just Googling, enter shoe into Google, and then space history. Enter shoe into Google, space whatever. Hey, what up, Brendan? Thanks, man. See you next month. Um, and, uh, and, that's, and that's really how I learned a lot of these things about sneakers. So it was, uh, you know, just a long-term process, and I just stuck with it to learn as much as I could, you know, because I just i am very curious about it. And uh, let's see, what are your career goals? Do you want to stick with medicine or do you want to eventually fully transition to comedy and YouTube? I, while I would love to do this kind of stuff full time, I don't want to leave medicine. I definitely would want to keep it a part of my routine because I feel like it keeps me grounded. And I've mentioned this a thousand times, but it's like, I don't want to be a pure artist, quote unquote, because I feel like you can really lose your fucking shit in that. And I want something to keep me grounded and keep me at ground level with like literally saving lives and not being questioned by people who think I suck or that my art sucks or that I'm too cringy or that I'm not funny or date or date or day. It's like I can take all that criticism if I know I have this medicine thing where it's just hello, 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 hello. Yeah. All right. Are we back? Are we good? Can you guys hear me? Yes, no, maybe so. How about now? Fuck. All right, I'll be right back. Urgh, this is so annoying. Jesus. New stream. Okay, let's go back. I'm going to finish out the segment star, uh, strong. Sorry about that, guys. That's for the thumbnail. Relax, guys. Uh, now we're gonna go live. Oh, this is so annoying. Sorry, sorry, guys. No, I know, I know. Instagram hears me, but it's uh, it's YouTube that wasn't hearing me because I have the whole mic setup. It sounds a lot better on YouTube. So if you have YouTube access, go watch me on YouTube instead of here. Uh, it's probably gonna sound way better. Um, sorry to the editor for this. This is gonna be freaking annoying for you. But hey, growing pains. Nah, me. Uh, so does Salvo Cano know of you because you two are my favorites? 
Very kind of you to say because, um, yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, YouTube. That was a big fuck up. Uh, I don't know how that happened. How the hell did that fall out? That's so stupid. My apologies. Uh, we'll fix it in post. Um, but no, so, so much, uh, so much thanks to you for saying Sal Volcano and me are in the same category to you. Cause, uh, I love Sal Volcano. I haven't even met him yet, but I plan to, I'm trying to catch him along the circuit doing stand up. Um, and I'd love to have him on the podcast and on the top six, ugly six, because, um, he's a big sneaker guy. So that would be fantastic. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry about that guys. And I lost all your questions. So I wish, uh, I wish I remembered the question so I could answer, but whatever, you know, if you really want to ask, ask again, in the meantime, let me see, do you already have the Betsy Ross flag ones? Uh, no, I don't. And I don't think they're fire. I think they look fine, but I'm not like, I'm not dying over those. You know, I don't. I don't get it. Who are you working with for video production? Are you looking for help? It looks like you could use some help. I would absolutely love more help. I will take all the help I can get. So if you're an editor, if you can run a merch store, if you can uh, help in any way, uh, please reach out. Uh, slot into them DMs on Instagram, preferably. How long have you been collecting shoes? Seriously collecting shoes since 2016. Oh, yeah. You were asking about how uh, to get over those nervous ticks with stand-up. I still do the same thing where I like play with the mic cord, play with the... Um, Mike stand and stuff, but honestly, from everything I've learned and, and heard from other comics and stuff, it's you just got to keep getting up on stage and eventually you'll get comfortable. But it could take you 10 years, it could take you three years, it could take you 11 months. But yeah, that's your goal is to just keep going up there and just keep forcing yourself to, you know, kind of push it. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, I could definitely use an editor. Uh, please reach out into the DMs. I already have, I think, three editors I'm working with. I would love to bring on more uh, just so I can pump out content much faster. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, I'm glad you're still, uh, still getting, getting up. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it helps, you know, do it, but you know, Nike Yeezys or Adidas Yeezys definitely prefer the Nike ones, but the Adidas Yeezys can't be slept on, especially those 750 models, baby. Yeah. It's nice that you shoot, man, but, uh, unless you're in New York, uh, it's going to be difficult to use your shooting skills. Uh, what's my favorite comedian? Someone asked me this already. Uh, when am I going to cut the hair? That's, uh, that remains to be seen. Although it is starting to get annoying, especially this side. Cause it's doing this kind of stuff, but it is, what it is. Well, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm thinking I'm probably going to cut this part of it, but then it's like, how, where do you, where do you decide where to stop? Not me. Um, yeah, the audio sounds... Oh, that's the other thing, Instagram. If you want great-sounding radio-quality audio, watch this on YouTube Live, not Instagram Live. I mean, if you're already on your phone, just go to the YouTube app, and you know, you'll know you see me live. I think you can watch this mobile live. I think, but... Uh, regardless, uh, yeah, the audio is way better on the YouTube because I have it all hooked up to this, although we ran into technical difficulties as a result, so the Instagram got to see me talk through all that shit, and I didn't. Oh, you are in New York. That's dope. Maybe we can shoot some stuff together. We'll see. Get in touch with me, baby. Let's talk. Um, favorite comedian uh, is Patrice O'Neill, though, just to clarify. Just cut the top and leave the sides. <laughs> Current opinion on the off-white Zoom fly in black. Just caught for 3.30. Hey, not bad. Hey, I I, had, I made a video on the blacks, if you want my opinion on them. Check it out on YouTube. But I traded them for the pinks because I have the tulip pinks. I already have the... Um, uh, I already have so many black shoes. I don't have very many shoes with that pink color. So, hey, yo. Um, let's see. I don't know if you remember. I emailed you. Yep. Uh, fine. To, uh, how would you compare the hot chip challenge to the spicy chocolate challenge? Spicy chocolate challenge was a joke. The hot chip challenge was something else, though. Uh, if, um, let's see. Has your family supported come out to any of your comedy? Uh, my sister started to come out to a couple of uh, my comedy stuff, and she loves it, so that's cool. Uh, I would not dare bring my parents to that, although I did do some stand-up for my sister's engagement party, which is up on YouTube if you want to check it out, and uh, they were definitely there for that, and uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if this was already asked, but do you speak Farsi? Uh, I do. Uh, not very well, but I does. Yes, sir. Do you consider yourself a hype beast or a sneakerhead? Uh, both, I suppose. But what are these definitions nowadays, anyway? Favorite New Balance? 997 Butterscotch. Although the uh, United Arrows uh, Kith uh, recent release uh, definitely is up there, too. Those are so beautiful. But that's the, the new 997s, I guess, because they're trying to replicate the uh, 997.5s, the OGs, which I really wish I got them. Can we talk about how hot Bunzing is? You think Bunzing is hot? Wow. You should uh, slide into his DMs and tell him that. That would be hilarious. 
Uh, was debating between these and the Beluga 2.0s. Um, hmm, yeah, I think I would probably prefer those over the Beluga 2.0s, but I'm biased because I have the Beluga 1.0s. What app do you use for co copying shoes? Typically StockX. Uh, don't really fuck with Goat anymore because of the issues I had with them in the past. Um, and StockX is always routinely cheaper, especially for new releases. It's just like, what's this hassle with old shoes, let alone higher prices on uh, Goat? So, hey, yo. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Just copped a pair of uh, Chicago off-white ones for 100 bucks on eBay. What a steal. Yeah, dude, you ripped them off. <laughs> Got them. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, favorite new... Oh, yeah, we did that. Have you convinced your girlfriend to try stand-up? Fuck no. She would never do that. She too scared. It's not for everybody. It's not for most guys. I can't even... Uh, uh, convince my guy friends to do it do you like the new gym red jordan ones uh, I, I caught a glimpse of them they, they pop a little bit they got a little bit of bop to them uh but uh eh, i don't know again i, I try to stick to a og model so i don't really figs with uh the what do you call it the um yeah the newer uh jordan ones it's more for the kias and shit Ooh, off-white UNCs for five bucks in China? <sighs> hey, if they look good, they look good, baby. Um, all right, I feel like I should start winding this down. Um, you know, I got I to gotta get going here myself. I got to shower and shit. Uh, what's the ratio of female comics in New York? Iowa, not Ohio. <laughs> um, ratio is actually a lot. Eh, I mean, across the board, you're not going to find many, very many women doing stand-up, but there's a decent female scene out here in uh, Iowa, uh, but New York obviously definitely has a ton of female comics, but there's a ton more male comics. That's just what it is. I think that's across the board everywhere you go. Um, all the fake Travis Scott Jordan ones that have been going around. I don't know if that's a hoax or if that was just like a marketing ploy or what it was. I mean, I don't care. I skipped them, as you guys know, as I stated in a previous YouTube video. So it is what it is. When are you going to see a Doc Souls FSR collab? Hey, I would love to have that done. I've literally ran into Joe LaPuma, Matt Welty, and Brendan Dunn, all within the span of uh, a couple weeks slash month for uh, for Brandon a few months back. So it's kind of crazy. Their 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 office is right by my place. So it's like, dude, what's up? So I, I I asked them. I was like, yo, you guys should come by sometimes, even just to hang out, not even just to like uh, get me on FSR. But I would love to be on FSR. You guys should you guys should reach out and tell them you want me on FSR because uh, you know people reach out and, and comment on who they want on FSR and, and sneaker shopping. But you know, bring me up. Shit, could help. What do you think about uh, see much love from South Africa? Holy shit, that's crazy. South Africa. It's so crazy to me. People fucking across the ocean are like tuning into me right now. This is crazy, man. The power of the internet. Um, bring back Osama for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, Osama's uh Osama's a hilarious guy. Watch out for Osama. Osama's one of those up and coming comics that uh you're gonna have to keep an eye out for in the coming years, for sure. Uh favorite female comic? Current female comic, Caitlin Palufa, man. She blew me away. If you ever get a chance to see her in New York City, definitely go check out one of her shows. She is hilarious. Oh, my low. Uh, if you could only wear one shoe, what would it be? Mm. I want to say uh, Common Projects, Achilles Low, baby. A Day in the Life of Dr. Souls. Yeah, I've made that video. Uh, check out uh, check out my channel trailer on YouTube. Uh, what's up, cutie? Hey, what's up, Snap Vids? Wink, wink. Uh, bro, you should do a giveaway. Hey. How I feel about this whole giveaway ish. Uh, Germany also and San Diego. Who else is in here? Am I selling my shoes? Some of them, not all of them. Uh, thoughts on the off white Air Force One Volt? Lord, that. Glad I got them when I did. Apparently, they go for a lot more. AEO. How bad was college for med? Like pre med? How was pre med? Um, it was, uh, you know, pre med was fine. But I had a I had a easy sweet sailing because uh, I got into medical school out of uh, high school. So check out the uh, video for more details on that on uh, YouTube in the Q and A playlist. Uh, let's see, L A. What about it? Did you remove your Flyknit trainer review video? Flyknit trainer review video. I don't think so. But did I ever review them? I did like a Michael Scott ish type mockumentary type video for him i think but maybe i'm wrong i don't know but anyway guys this has been fun i really should go uh you guys are always a blast appreciate you sorry about the technical difficulties um 
yeah, we'll we'll try and correct it for next time. I really don't know what happened, but it is what it is. Uh, with that said, uh, thoughts on MCA ComicsCon, MoMA AF ones, the off white ones with foil. yeah, I really want those MCAs. I'm just waiting to hear if there's any um, uh, release info on them, or is that it? Is did what we get is what we get? I don't know. Let me know if you know have if you have more info. But anyway, see you guys around. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'll, I'll look for that video, man. I, if it's if it's not there, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't take it down, but uh, I'll double check. Bye. Peace. How do I turn these both off at the same time? I don't know. Uh, end. End live. Share it. And stream. Bye. All right, and that was the live section. So um, thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been another wonderful, though ridden with, riddled with issues podcast. Um, with that said, I appreciate you guys. Tune in next time. Love you. Bye. Peace.